Hey guys, Dan here. I want to say a massive thank you to our new sponsors, Fight Fuel UK. Fight Fuel UK are a sports supplement and clothing company for the boxing, MMA, and martial arts community. Be sure to check out their great products on fightfuel.co.uk. And remember, guys, by supporting our sponsors, you support the podcast. Thank you for listening, and please enjoy this episode. So oh, here we are with Ross Houston. How are you doing, my friend? How's lockdown treating you? I was seeing you've been um, gallivanting all over the place with um, Chris Duncan. How was um, training at Calvin? Yeah, man, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, lockdown's been good. Stayed active, stayed ready. Um, and yeah, man, I've been getting a lot of training with Chris. He's uh, he's motivated. I'm motivated. So we've been bouncing off, off each other, really, you know, and it's uh, he's brought us on to that next level. So I think we're, we're ahead of the majority of people. Um, when we come out of lockdown, you know, and we're ready to go. Um, so yeah, man, it's good. We were just down Carbon last week, got some good training, got some good rounds in with uh, Big Jaron Till. So uh, that's always um, that's good, um, beneficial. You know, it's just um, it's just a good learning curve, and um, it's working from there really. It must have been such a laugh, like you boys as well with him, Darren. Like the pair of you, <laughs> as much as professional athletes and stuff. I mean, you get loads of people with these personalities that are all having fun, like together. Like, what was that like? Hi, it was good fun to be honest, man. It's uh, you know, it's a, uh, it's a rough gym down there. You know, they're, they're kind of like a, it's a hardy gym. You just get on. It's um, you know, getting on with the work. So everyone gets crap before, but then it's um, when it's time to train, it's time to train, man. But uh, yeah, there's a few characters in there, like so it's, it's good, man. You know, but um, me and Chris had a laugh. You know, we actually we did a lot of training together recently, so we've got to know each other a bit more. Um, and yeah, man, it's just been good. You know, we went down there just for the training. You know, so we didn't really. No, that no one can really socialise just now, but uh, we just got down there, got work, and then um, called it a day and came back up. We were only there for like two days or something like that. With some hard, um, hard wrestling classes on the Monday, then um, the sparring rounds on the Tuesday, and then um, back up north. Well, this is always quite interesting about you. You've been training like quite a few different places, like Renegade, for example, from Birmingham. Like these sessions where you're going all over the place, are these like arranged in advance? Are they sort of spontaneous kind of things? How do you go about training these different places? Um, well, I grew up near Birmingham, you know, so I always, um, sorry to hear that. I always, yeah, <laughs> we, um, my old coach, Dan Corbley, he kind of had links with it. It was Elements MMA at the time, I think it was called. Um, it was like Mick Brosner, sorry, fucking cage is coming back. Um, Mick Brosner and, um, Tom Breeze are there, so I knew Tom Breeze, and then, um, I just pinged him a, a message a while back, and then um, from there, I've just, um, done quite a few training camps at Renegade, and I get on with a lot of the lads done a lot of work with Fabian I've had him come up here and that you know so it's just kind of like I just ping a message um, just before I head down now and it's kind of like chilled out I feel like um, I get on well with everyone there and they're all welcoming you know and actually it's full of killers there um, so yeah that's sorted to be honest and um, with Calbon um, Darren Till was randomly up in Vanessa once actually a good while back so I just bumped into him in, in Vanessa and obviously I was a bit um, so I'm a fan as well as a fighter, you know what I mean? So I look up to people like Leon and Darren and uh, Tom Brees and that, you know, so I saw Darren, I was chanting and um, I just said, yeah, I'd love to get some work in and all that. And then he said, um, he said, yes, yeah, Sam. So uh, I've dropped my message and from there, I've been down there a couple of times, you know, and um, I get on well with that people. So, and it's good, you know, because it's kind of like, I'm from kind of like a, an independent gym, you know, so I just go down, I'm looking for the best training, obviously, Darren, well, Darren's now a middleweight, used to be welterweight, and uh, Leon's a welterweight, you know, and they're both on the verge of fighting for UFC titles or, or have already fought for UFC titles, you know what I mean? So it's the best trainer I can get, so I'm looking to always just um, better myself like that, man. So, yeah, that's about it, really. I mean, that's an interesting sort of thing in itself, and I can't help but ask about the whole the spa-spa conversation, the whole Mike Perry thing, how it started off in the first place. You and Darren have the same kind of thing about saying, like, going for a spa and all this kind of thing. <laughs> I don't know. No, I didn't quite put it like that. I just said I love to get to work, man. You know, work's a good, another is, is more of a, a diplomatic term, I think. You know what I mean? <laughs> just rather than just saying like, yeah, let's get some sparring, and man. Um, but yeah, it's funny that video I was watching the other day. So, um, nah, man. But he's uh, I'll get on over, man. So we've um, we we you know we've had a few um, few rounds, and he's um, he's up there for a reason. You know, he's a uh, yeah, heavy hands like he's a it's good good sparring you know what I mean so yeah it's good between the two of them and uh, I'm, I'm training the best you know I see some people go to America and all that which is good 
you know, in each of the room, but I just feel like for my weight class and all that between, you know, the Edwards brothers, Tom Breeze, Darren Till, these people I trained with at the at the top, you know what I mean? So I didn't need to go nowhere. Well, it's still a bit it's still a bit of a trip, but it's not quite um overseas. When it comes to training in different places, is that something you've always done throughout the levels? Has it been something you've really taken on in your pro career? Where's this sort of come from? Uh, actually, more when I went pro, you know, even like at the start of my pro career, I wasn't doing it too much. But you know what? I kind of like we're, the, the way I look at it is I'm in the back of nowhere, right up north. You know what I mean? Like we're not just in Scotland. We're like in Inverness. You know what I mean? So when people... When people think of Scotland, they think of Glasgow, but we're like another four hours north of that, you know. So I am, um, I kind of like, uh, I don't need to like, take anything personally, so I'm kind of just like, I know obviously there's some gym affiliations and all that. I've heard things with, with them in the past, like with Lake Leon and Durham, when they were the same, same weight and stuff like that. I'm just literally looking to get the best train I can. So there came a point, I think it was, um, I think just before the Cage Warriors title fight, I just then um, decided to start moving down and getting best training. You know, and I, I clicked to these guys. You know, if I, if I went down there and I didn't get on with them, then I wouldn't go back. You know what I mean? Uh, but I'll get on with them. And I'm kind of just, uh, just, it's just what you need to do, to be honest. And I'm not saying that I haven't got good enough training up here because 99.9% of my training is up north in Inverness with my team up here. But yeah, I just think now and again, just for the spar partner level, Spar partner levels it's good for me to go down test my skills see what's working see what's not working and then i bring it back up and we work on it for the next fight camp you know what i mean um so yeah man it's and it's working so far touchy wood so onwards and upwards i mean this is always really important and this is where it gets quite interesting with training different places this whole idea of we're in the same kind of weight bracket we're in the same organization sometimes it makes sense we're going to come across the same kind of guys it makes sense for us to train together then it becomes a, cr- a point of we're friends with everyone in the division. Who are we going to fight? And then it's that somewhere in the middle of okay, we're going to be training, keeping it specific, and then drawing those lines somewhere. And in that, then how do you treat those sparring sessions with people in again at other gyms? Say for example, like I don't know Leon or Darren. When you go there to spar, do you treat it like almost a fight simulation kind of thing? Do you treat it like a standard training session? Like what's your mentality when it comes to training with someone else in that sort of sparring environment? Um, you know what? Yeah, I see what you mean. Um, when I go to someone else's gym, I I'm I'm like the guest there. You know what I mean? So I'm kind of like, like obviously like Till and Edwards is a is a different example because obviously they're the elite of the sport just now. But when I go to someone else's gym, I I like I said, I'm the guest, so I'd kind of like I would never go in there. It's different. I'm never going there for a proper fight. Fight, you know what I mean? Like I am um, sparring, sparring, fighting, fighting. Um, so I wouldn't go. In, I wouldn't go crazy. You know what I mean? I'm more going there to kind of like learn what the levels are. You know, get a bit of a move around and just um, just yeah, we still go go for it and that. But I'm not. I'm not now. I'm in a completely different mindset for a fight because I am. Uh, I've all all along throughout my, my career and all that. I've um I never really do that well in sparring, but I do a hell of a lot better in fighting. You know what I mean? So it's just a, it's just I can I can't really motivate myself to the same extent, and I don't feel I need to. You know what I mean? Cause, you know what I mean? Because I'm kind of like I feel like um especially with um with Calbon and Renegade that they're giving me the opportunity to go um there and spar. So I just go uh, there and I'm trying to learn as much as I can and um. That's not me saying that, that I take it easy, you know what I mean? Because I've got to go 100... I've got to be on the ball when I'm spying that level. Or two get knocked out, you know what I mean? It's um, But it's just a different mindset, you know, it's not sparring, sparring more than anything. Well, this is Especially kind of where that... Now, cause... I mean, you know, we're fighting up and it's like, you know, I've got no reason to go crazy, you know, so... When I've got a fight coming up in the last couple of weeks, I'll maybe get um, some heavy rounds in. Like um, me and Duncan have had a few few tear ups, so he's a good good one for that because he's a he's a savage. Um, yeah, but right now I'm just taking it easy. I mean, that's kind of where that question kind of came from, in the sense of it's a tricky one because as much as you are a guest, you want to sort of be respectful. It's also you want to be competitive. You also want to test things. And again, when you sort of 
compare it to like your fight with Nicholas Dolby where you're just completely covered in blood. I mean, you you kind of prove to yourself at that point, you know what? I don't need to really do this in training. Like, imagine that being every spot just absolutely caked. Thinking the cleaners must hate you at that point. But when it comes to like your training and your sort of learning process, what works best for you? Are you quite analytical? Do you like to watch your stuff back and make notes of numbers? Are you quite go with the flow kind of thing? Are you very organized? How do you like to learn really? What's your kind of style? Yeah, I'd say I'm going for it, to be honest. I don't like things to be too kind of, um, lost the word, like, uh, you know, people said they've got a system. Like, I don't like to be too systematic in that, you know, so I'm more, I'm more good with the feeling, you know, I listen to my body. Like, sometimes I have, like, a, a training schedule, but between my coaches, whether it's Cam Cheng or Ian Finley or Mitchell or Aiden, I'll, I'll just listen to my body. So some days I might... I've had an extra session scheduled to do. I might uh, I might be a bit, a bit more tired than usual, you know what I mean? I'll just take it off, you know what I mean? So I kind of like, uh, I, don't, I don't overthink things too much, you know what I mean? I think like at the start of the amateur career, I lost a few fights because I was overthinking too many things, mainly like what people thought and all that. But now I like, I really don't care at all, you know what I mean? I'm kind of just going and flirting and it's forcing me to do anything. And uh, I'm more searching for the feeling, like, for example, like, probably the way. It's about getting in the flow rather than kind of like, you know, I've got to throw this when he throws that. You know, it's just about getting in the, in the flow and getting in the zone. Getting in that cheese state, you might say. But, uh, um, especially these last two, it's like, they've been heavy, you know what I mean? So I've had a bit of a break off, which has been good for the body, I guess. Um, and now I'm into the kind of like the business end of my career where I'm actually uh, fighting for substantial and, um, well, not that it wasn't substantial before, but you know what I mean? It's kind of like um, it's putting food on the table now and it's um, uh, it's it's like all the, the work I put in before is kind of like built up to the position I'm in now. So I'm kind of looking, obviously, at get, getting up to that, that Bellator title shot and winning the title there, but also looking after my body because each fight is, you know, the longer I can fight, the more money I can make, you know what I mean? So it's, um, I don't get too crazy. I it's far hard when I need to, and then majority of the time it's just more loose. I mean, again, there's quite a few sort of bits in there I kind of want to go into. So with that in itself, let's go into um something you used there was cheese state. Now, cheese state is a very interesting sort of choice of words because again, when it comes to a fight versus like the traditional sort of martial arts sort of contest, you'd normally be on the side of you know you're angry or sort of ready to go in there to kill but to try and be composed and try and be relaxed is an interesting kind of turn on that how are you like when it comes to the fight day itself are you quite i don't know all over the place you're quite calm and composed how do you like to i don't know approach the whole situation yeah i like to um i like to be quite calm i'm um you know i might might not seem as as though i'm like that Fights, but, uh, I do like to be quite calm and I know myself in myself I'm calm you know, I feel calm no matter what anyone else maybe reads it as I'm calm inside um, but there's a few little things like I'm a big believer like you know the posture and all that whether it's at weigh-ins or rules meeting or walk out walking out to the fight or when they announce your name in the cage I should make sure I've got a nice uh, positive posture you know I need mean? making myself big so I'm a big believer it's kind of like a, like I said a cheese state but it's also it's like I think it's like kind of like a animalistic thing, you know what I mean? Kind of the fighting and all that, you know, like wherever we descended from, like animals and all that, you know what I mean? It's kind of like I feel like it's it's just in fighting to my blood, you know what I mean? So I, I feel like it's really I'm calm, but it like deep down it's doggy dog, you know, uh, and it's a bit of a cliche, but like kill or be killed, you know what I mean? But it's kind of true for me when I'm kind of like I'm said I'm calm, but I've got another guy in front of me who's in the way of where I want to be or making money or, you know, reaching my next goal, you know what I mean? So it's, uh, I'm calm, but I'm ready to go the extra mile, man, and I think I've shown that in, uh, in my fights, you know what I mean? When it gets to deep waters, you'll see a lot of people crumble, whereas I'm ready to, uh, you know, I'm ready to bleed a lot in Munich and uh, take out, take another scalp. <laughs> Taking scalps are horrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how, how it is, man. They're kind of like, 
outside of fighting, I'm completely opposite. You know what I mean? So a lot of people like, like on social media, I might like say a few things just to get a bit of a beef going, a bit of hype going. You know what I mean? But it's, it's all kind of business. But in the fight game, like I said, it's dog eat dog. But outside that, I've got uh, another life, another personality. I know people like to say, "Oh, you be yourself," and that. You know, but you know what I mean. It's not like people go around. You know, you reckon Conor McGregor is going to be like that, the same as in a fight as he in, is in the house. You know what I mean? It's, uh, you can't be yourself all the time, man. You know, you got to switch off. So uh, everyone's got like different. I think everyone's got different characters. Obviously, everyone changes depending on the situation. You know what I mean? If you're with certain audiences or in certain positions, man. So uh, in the fight game, I'm like that. But I'm I'm just chilled out of them uh, when I'm outside of the fight game. Well, again, this is why we wanted to pick into this a lot more because, again, that kind of composure that sort of switch mentality of, okay, cool, I'm Ross, I'm having a laugh, to now I'm, you know, Hitman Houston, I'm going to get in there, I'm going to kill someone, that kind of transition of push comes to shove, I'm not going to be pushed back, I'm not giving up an inch or anything like that. Now, that transition to understand what works for you in that sense, but something that's always come quite naturally, that kind of transition, or is that something you've had to really work on as such? Um, yeah, it's it just through time it's came naturally. I think, uh, like back to when I said before, I I, I didn't perform too well because I was worried about too much about what people think. But now I'm kind of like I literally just think about uh, it's just me as an individual. No one's forced me to do this. I've got through these fights, but I've still got my team and all that. But it's me, like I'm stepping in there, you know. So I like from like a, I've been through these uh, like professional battles and all that. You know what I mean? So I'm kind of like. Um, I just feel like, you know, over time, I've just become uh, more comfortable with the situation and um, realised, you know, kind of like, I'm not going to let this guy beat me. You know I mean, I used to, say, for example, like, like my last fight with Dalby, I remember Dalby was in UFC years back when I was an amateur. And see, like, I had the exact same skill set as when I fought him, but it was back then. I remember mindset, I would have been beat before I got in there. But now I'm just kind of like, I think carries in front of me because I know everyone kind of like gets a bit nervous before you go in there. Everyone's just another, it's just another man in front of you, and um, no matter what someone's record is, or kind of like how like slick they are in the gym or with their techniques and all that, when it's uh, when another guy's in your face and you want it, it's just a case of who wants it more, man. And um, I think I've got the skills as well as the mindset and like the physical attributes to uh, beat anyone, to be honest. And uh, I just believe in myself, so it just came to time and. Uh, well, I'm just looking forward to getting back in there and sharing it again, man. And um, I think people know what's up, man. The second with me, it's, uh, you know, it's not going to be an easy night's work. I mean, there's something to be said about that, the whole thing of respecting people not too much and also respecting yourself. Because even after the um, Dolby fight, you're saying how much you used to watch his fights, the like in the UFC and all this kind of stuff. And then to fight him and give him that same kind of respect, but not letting it overwhelm the situation, not, you know putting yourself down or anything else it's good having that kind of transition and certain thing you mentioned there about how initially it started off of you trying to do things for other people and trying i don't know being influenced the wrong way in that sense of trying to be was it something you're not you're sort of concerned about or is it just trying to fit a certain mold how did you find what do you mean by doing things for other people in a sense i just think it's like you know when you're young you it's just just a young lad's mentality, I guess. Like when you're a teenager and you're, you're early twenties, you, you, all you care about is what other people think, I guess. Well, you know, it's, but as you grow up and you're kind of like, why the fuck am I doing? You know, why why do I care what these? People are? You know what I mean? It's kind of like it's just kind of like as I've grown up, I think, and as I've matured, um, I matured as a person and a fighter, and it's just kind of just a natural thing that's happened, to be honest. But um. And and that's the thing, like, you know, some people got it, some people haven't, you know what I mean? Because it's kind of like you see some young kids who are, like, really good and they might get, like, to, you know, get Olympic golds or be in UFC when they're still teenagers and it just never happened to them. But I think, like, the mind's a complicated thing and, like, um, it's just, like, I think, uh, I don't think I've been lucky, I wouldn't say lucky, because I've been through the experiences and the fights and put in the hard work and had the, the wins and the losses that have brought me to this position, you know what I mean? So, um, I just feel like um, over time, it's just, it's just I've just developed this mindset which is unbreakable, and uh, you know, um, you know, I don't like speaking out like too much. It's kind of because it makes me feel like I'm more like serious all the time, man. But it's true, you know. I, I can stay it, and I know I'm, 
I'm I'm chilled out now, and I I couldn't I'm, I, like I couldn't just now I couldn't just step in a into a fight and just be like you know in the same mindset. But I know when the time comes, I'm always ready, and I know when the cameras and the lights on, it doesn't matter who's in front of me, I'm gonna beat them. You know, no matter what what level, man. So um, it's just happened. It's just happened. I mean, a lot of these questions, the place where they're coming from, is more to sort of pick your brain a bit because this kind of mindset and this sort of success you've had and the way you've maintained it as well it's really interesting to try and really understand it if i'm honest it's mainly for my kind of benefit because i'm just really nosy and also i find it really interesting but <laughs> and like when it comes to like when push comes to shove because again initially having that maturing period of doing things for the status and the praise and this kind of thing of trying to be you know forever everyone else's kind of cup of tea and then not being your own kind of image how do you find when I don't know, you're having that walk, you're in the cage, the bell goes, where do your, I don't know, concerns and, and doubts come from? Do you seem to have any at all? Or do they stem from anything particular? Is it a case of if things don't go well, is there anything that is your sort of key point of what if this happens then so-and-so at the end result, you see what I mean? What's my mindset in, in bad situations? Yeah, like how do you keep yourself on the sort of straight and narrow stuff? And where, when things start going, I don't know, not to plan as such, how do you find a way of either processing that or where does it normally lead you as such? Your way to coming back to back to base? Um, like, well, like a bit of a different example, but like through training camp, um, I remember through the years and all that I remember it's more like a learning thing like because any fight will tell you some sessions you might have you might come to the gym a sparring session or just a normal session or whatever you might perform like crap you know what I mean and then you can beat yourself up and you can kind of like put yourself in a negative mindset but it's all part of the process I know like man on earth or athlete on earth will like perform really well all the time you know what I mean it's kind of like because you, you probably can react differently to in different situations but I just feel like I don't know because I just feel like in a fight I'm kind of like I've got the mindset before getting there that these you know I'm not going to be in a bad situation and um, I know I remember speaking to some other people and they're like oh, how can you have that what if that just happen you know what I mean but I'm kind of like I guess just because I'm I know I don't accept the possibility of losing them in my head beforehand. So I'm kind of like when I'm in, I'm in these bad positions, I'm like, yeah, I just keep working, keep keep uh, hustling. You're gonna get the win still. Um, so like even in my last fight, even though I was you know I was in a, I was in a bad way as we were both. You know I just I just knew this. I, I you know I, I would get that win at the end. It's like because halfway through the fight. You know what I mean? So I just kind of like keep hustling, keep grinding, and. Um, I know eventually my opponent's going to break before me, so um, I guess it's just I just overwhelmed it with like the uh, I don't even accept the negative outcomes. So um, I I don't know, man. I just guess the positive just outweighs the negative, and um, you know I just, I just always concentrate on the positive. I'm kind of like I'm in a bad position. If I keep working, keep moving, and I just not even thinking past that position. You know, in bad position, I'll just keep scrambling, grinding, do what I need to do to escape that position, and without thinking like oh, I'm losing this fight, you know. And then I'm all right. We're back on the feet, and then I'm like, yeah, we're gonna get this win, man. Just put it on him, and it's uh, it just kind of happens, I guess. So far, man, and um, I'm just looking forward to to stepping it up again. I mean, again, that's a really interesting answer because you're sort of saying that as if you're looking far beyond this point that this bad position isn't final this isn't like you know the end result this is just part of the the story itself okay oh yes i took him down yeah. oh, yes he scrambled but that's not the end of the fight no i'm still gonna get back to my feet i'm gonna get this position x y or z and then i'm gonna win at the end of it somehow so that's what i'm thinking about you're not worrying about the task at hand as such and that kind of not getting overwhelmed by these kind of things which is a really interesting way of sort of dealing with these sort of problems and everything else and when it comes to your I don't know, mindset during camp and everything else. Do you do anything proactively to help develop that mindset? Do you read anything, listen to anything, or do you just, I don't know, practice what you preach as such? Are you quite outspoken with how you think about things, or is it just, I don't know, do you give a lot of conscious thought? I'm quite conscious of, like, um, like the language I'll use. Like I said, when the body language, I'm, I'm conscious of how I'm holding myself. So say I'm like, 
couldn't wait and I feel like crap or like like I'm not say we're flying over so I'm in the plane I'll just be like whatever and I won't be worried about fashion but as soon as I'm in like the proximity of where my opponent could be then or, or it's just like you know I'm in I'm, I say I've got to the city where I'm going to be fighting that weekend then I, I'm conscious of my, of my posture so language and body language is a big thing and also just like variable language like I'll um like I said, if someone says, um, oh, how are you feeling, Ross? Even though I might be feeling like crap and yeah, I've done a section, I'm slow, I'll just be like, yeah, I fucking feel amazing. You know what I mean? The best I've ever felt. I feel sharp, I feel strong, I feel fast. You know what I mean? And I'll just kind of like, um, it's just like, it's like positive reinforcement, I guess. It's, you know what I mean? Because I'll kind of like, if I, it's kind of like, if, like you hear people talk about, like, say if someone's ill and you're like, you're like, oh, I think I'm getting ill, then, there's a good chance you probably in my eyes that you're gonna get all you know what I mean but then if I'm like nah I feel fine you know what I mean even though you might feel a bit run down then you your mind can counteract that thing because I think there's like there's no like scientists of like you can't really prove it because it's maybe not like a, it's not like a physical thing but like the power of like you know that people's minds can have over their body well you look at mental health it's a big thing just now you know what I mean so people who got stuff going on in their head and you know it can really um, like run them down physically you know what I mean so that's yeah that's a bad example of how it can it can uh, affect you badly. So you use that in the reverse. You know what I mean? So even if you do feel like crap, you can uh, override it with your if your head, the power of your mind. You know what I mean? It's um it's gonna have the uh, exact same effect, but positively, man. So I'm just I'm a big, you know, every, everything's positive. You know what I mean? I'll, if there's any negative vibes, I'll get rid of them, or, or I just won't even let them get in. And um, just yeah, positive language is big, and that doesn't even accept the, the facts of losing. The, the possibility of losing, you know what I mean? Even though, in myself, deep down, I know I'm, not, I'm fighting, and, you know, I'm fighting against another, like, elite level fighter, you know what I mean, who's got skills. I just don't accept the possibility of losing, and um, it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> so I enough, because... I mean, with that whole thing about the mind being so powerful, you get a lot of, like, the placebo effect kind of thing of, you know, you say something, and then it starts to you think it's going to happen then it is going to happen that kind of attitude and again you get the quite the negative yeah. other side of that of the sort of victim mentality of thinking oh my life shit woe is me and then it starts getting worse because yeah. this kind of thing as well it's very interesting and when it comes to dealing with your i don't know say the darker side of training the sense of like i don't know like injuries and little niggles like that kind of thing how do you find dealing with those smartly whilst also maintaining that kind of you know i'm fine kind of mindset because again it gets quite counterintuitive sometimes yeah that's true um oh yeah that, that's that's a tough one because i remember before my cage warriors um world title fight I, uh my knee was in bits going into the fight and um if it wasn't a well if it wasn't a cage Warriors title fight i would have pulled out so that was a that was a test actually i don't know what i did for my knee i think i got a caught like a leg kick or something like that and it shouldn't buckle my knee um but yeah that's tough um, but again, actually, yeah, because I went to um, is there's a football team uh, up here called Imanes Cali Thistle, and they, I think they they're in the SPL, like the Scottish Premier, mm. and um, they um, I, I was working with the the physio before this, and again, I know I'm repeating myself, but I was just I wasn't accepting the possibility of not being able to fight. You know what I mean? So I was just. Even though my knee was in bits, and I remember the physio was saying you really need a good three or four weeks for this to heal up. And I think I was like eight or nine days out. Keeping in mind that I'm weight cutting, yeah, you know, I walk around like 92 and I fight at 77, so my body's more depleted than usual, which isn't ideal for you know, recovering. Um, I just um, obviously from a physical point of view, I, I got the best treatment I could get. I was working with this this elite level physio. I had my my coach Cam Chang, I was working Ian Finley as well, you know what I mean, at the time, you know, so I was doing the, the correct kind of like rehab and training and stuff like that, keeping elevated ice, all that stuff, but from the mental point of view, what we're talking about, I just, I just don't, I just don't accept, I didn't accept the fact uh, it, um, at, with that example that there was going to be a chance of me not fighting, but that that's just when there is a fight coming up, I think if it was just now, say now I haven't got anything scheduled, um, and I injured myself, I'm, I'm kind of like, uh, I'm not, you know, not going to be stupid about it. You know what I mean, I'll, I'll give my my body a chance to recover, 
and um, just work, do what I can really. But there's always something you can do. I mean, you can't. So like with lockdown, people are like thinking, oh, gym's closed, you can't do anything. But you know, there's always something you can do. So um, I'll just, I'll do it smartly when needed, and um, yeah, just do my best to, to keep that positive mindset, I guess, and then um, just take things from there. I can't remember the original question, to be honest. I went off on one then. <laughs> That's a podcast, not an interview, mate. Feel free to go off on one every now and then. It's all good fun. But again, it's really interesting, like, hearing that kind of perspective of that same sort of positive mindset and that even, like, approaching situations. Because, again, initially it was, like, when you have, like, little niggles, the question was based around kind of taking rest rounds when you need to and this kind of thing, but also that counterintuitive to the mindset of, oh, I'm just being a bitch, I need to push through that kind of mentality and this kind of... I don't know, that sort of easy fighter thing. But yeah. when it came to the um, question you sort of answering, was a bit more interesting in a sense of when you approach with these sort of hurdles and obstacles, it's how you then approach them and how you then make the most out of them and use it constructively. Like Ant Middleton, I think it's his Fear Bubble or First Man In book, it's all about taking negative energy and about using it constructively and this kind of thing, which is really interesting the way you've articulated that. Um, when it comes to your... I don't know, my mindset throughout camp and everything else. Do you get people giving you feedback on this thing? Do you get people giving you certain sort of cues and such and saying, oh, Ross, you don't seem yourself, or you need to do this, and the other? Do you get a lot of feedback, a sense, or is it more of an internal thing you sort of deal with? Um, I feel like like my main coach, um, my head coach, Cam Cheng, you know, I'll, I'll maybe chat to him maybe about stuff like more stuff like that you know if it's a bit kind of like um, closer to the bone or you know what I mean like uh, things like that. a bit a bit closer more personal things you know what I mean if it's kind of like something that's you know I'm not feeling great like in my mood or something like that for example then um, I'll chat to him about it um, and um, yeah I'll um, you know but I'm smart like I'll um, I'll try trying to think like seeing my conditioning coach Ian Finley it's good because I'm kind of like um I almost like want to you know it's kind of like um you're looking for like approval as well you know what I mean because my conditioning coach tells me that we need to get this time on the rower for instance then I'm going to fucking do everything I can to get that timer they get that time on the road that he wants me to get um so I guess that can be counterintuitive you know what I mean but I'm you know I think it's the competitive nature and I'll, you know, just the driven mindset. I'll, I'll try my best to, like, do do what I can. But at the same time, if I've, I've got a niggle, like, usually, like, my coaches can pick up on it. And if it's real bad, then I'll um, I'll tell them about it. So, um, it's tough, man. Like you said, it's uh, I don't think, like, fighters like to... Yeah, you know, it's, it's tough, isn't it? Yeah, don't, you don't like show like weakness, but it's not weakness. You'll be smart in this game, you know what I mean, for longevity. And, um, you know, you've got to look past past tomorrow or look past today's training, you know what I mean? Because it's kind of like it's not just this fight camp or not just this eight weeks. You've got a whole, like, whole career every few years, you know. So I'll, um, I think I'm smart. I probably could be smarter at times, to be honest, with, uh, if I've got knocks and niggles. But I don't think I'm the worst out there. You see a lot of people who just kind of really try and just like a ball trying to smash for everything but it's only you know I think it's just trial and error like over the years I've learned it the hard way you know there's only so much your body can do like for for instance like I'll know see if I get balls to the wall on a Monday because say if I had the Sunday off I'll hit Monday morning session hard I'll hit Monday evening session hard because you, you're, you're full of beans you, you're, you're rested up and then Tuesday you'll do the same and then Wednesday you, you could just be flat you know what I mean that's what that's how my body works anyway and I think a lot of the guys in my gym you know I mean you can't like your body your body's just like it's like a car you know what I mean it's like an engine you, there's only so much you can do so you've got to you, there's got to be an element of being smart of it and then that's when it just it's just so complicated because that's when it comes into like you really like your sleep your food your rest and all that stuff man you know what I mean so um, you've got to have every every box ticked you know what I mean and every little 1% matters I guess and so that's the difference yeah i mean again it's a really interesting analogy that kind of thing of the whole car being like the body and again it's like <laughs> you hear quite a bit of sense of like you know to make sure your engine's running properly give it the right fuel x y and z and this and that and the other but the real kind of sorry a bit of a delay there. yeah so everyone i hate using like uh phrases that everyone use man uses but it's uh it's true man because um 
It's true, isn't it, man? You just gotta feed yourself with the right stuff. But again, the real point I'm wanting to get with this as well is when it comes to the way you treat it and the way you deal with the sort of issues when they come up and that mindset of we need an MOT or a diagnostic or like a service or whatever else. <laughs> Acknowledging that and doing something about it. Now when it comes to I don't know, things outside of fighting, say if something's going on, do you feel you're allowed to be vulnerable being a fighter in the sense, saying, okay, you've got camps and that and the other, but, you know, life still goes on, things happen. How do you find being able to have your own, I don't know, time to deal with personal things and deal with things when you have fights coming up and that kind of commitment? Like, do you feel you're in a place where, I don't know, because you know the whole thing with, like, mental health and talking about stuff. Do you ever feel that being in the sort of sport and the world you're in, it's all the highlights on social media and you can't be yourself at some points, if you see what I mean. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I actually quite like it when I've got a fight coming up because it's, it's just something that I can, I can like, it's got a goal, a goal I've got, you know what I mean? So say if I've got a fight in eight weeks, it almost, it's almost like nothing else matters, you know, but that, um, so for me, it's kind of like the in-between bits when I haven't got a fight coming up. It's um, that's when uh, you know, other problems and all that and whatnot can arise. Um, so um, yeah, I think it's important that you've got a couple of people close to you that you can chat to. You know what I mean? Stuff's going on, and you know you've got every different relationships with different people. You know, no matter how how close you are to them, you know, I mean, there'll be maybe things, for example, someone could say to their mum, but they wouldn't say to their dad, you know what I mean? It's just kind of like, as long as you've got a couple of good people around you, I feel like you can uh, open up open up to them, but obviously, like, it's a different ball game when people going about, like, publicly saying it, you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, I just feel like, um, I like, like I said, I like having a fight because that just gives me that focus, and it's, um, I just feel like, uh, you're not that mean is a, a bit of a deep word, you know what I mean? But it's um, it's, it's just what I love to do, man. So um, when I've got a fight coming on, nothing matters at all but the fight. Um, and then in between, you know, you just gotta. That's just life, I guess. You know what I mean? You gotta fucking take what's take the good with the bad, and um, just work things from there. You know what I mean? It's um, obviously there's different levels of things that can happen to people. And um, I'm trying to think. I can't. Hard as a hard one to explain. To be honest, everyone's um, everyone's different. Like I feel like, you know, I could say it. Like obviously, is a podcast, and I could say what that works for me and all that. But everyone's different situations, different backgrounds, and stuff like that. So I feel you just got. You know what I quite like to do is kind of like even in fights and all that. I like. Uh, I read. A, I don't really read many books, if any, at all. But I can't. What's the name of this? I can't remember the name of the book, but anyway, there was um, is is a guy's got a, like um, a way of looking at things, and it's two circles. As you like your circle, your inner circles like um, things that you can control, and the outer circle is things you can't control. So, say like, see, you've got some shit going on, and it's like you you might be you know you're not you, you're not sure if you're gonna lose your job or not. Then um. The things you can control, all you can control is like getting a good night's sleep, making sure you're rested, turning up for work on time or early, and doing your shifts, you know, to the best of your abilities. But things you can't control is like, you know, economics and all that, the other shit going around, which could affect like how much money the, 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 uh, your employer's got, you know what I mean? So uh, that's the way I try and look at things. If, um, if, um, there's, there's ever some shit going on, but uh, I don't really like have to do that at all in, in terms of fights because I feel like everything's in my control, um, except maybe injuries. You know what I mean? But I've I'd ever had um, had a time where that's actually got me, made me have to uh, had to like about to actually pull out a fight because of an injury. Obviously, I had that that close call, the title shot. But um, yeah, that's how I deal with things really. But like I said, I don't wanna. I feel like um, you know some people, you know, they feel like you could have had a fight. They can like talk about every single problem in the world. You know what I mean? But I, I, it's um, that's just how I work with things, man. So each to their own. I'm no, no like expert at it, but it just works for me. I mean, when I asked the question initially, it wasn't meant to be sort of I don't know, melancholy as such. It was meant to be more a case of just trying to pick your brain as the way you deal with certain situations and your the way it works for you specifically, not for a place of you to try and, you know, give an answer for different sort of people. It's more for your personal experiences. And it's interesting that what you can control versus what you can't control. 
and what works for you best in that situation. So when it comes to what you can control, how do you find your camp structured? Is that something you do almost entirely yourself? Is it something your coach mainly does as well? How do you find another layer? Is it quite specific for the opponent? Is it like, how much control do you have over your own camp? Um, I feel like yeah, I've got, I've got quite a lot of control over it, and um, and yeah, in terms of like you know, I'll um. Same as strength and conditioning coach, he'll Ian Finley. He'll be like, "What well, we need to do two sessions a week," and then I'll be. He'll ask me when 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 it works best in my schedule. You know, what I mean, because obviously fighting's priority. So like the skill sets and then the the condition supplements that, but supplements it massively. So um, I've got a lot of control to be honest. And uh, in terms of like my head my head coach Cam Cheng, he'll um he'll have a look at what we're doing. You know what I mean? So maybe like we're fighting a grappler. And we need more takedown defense. Then I'll maybe do an extra cage wrestling session a week. Um, and the same if I, you know, if it's a striker, then I maybe need to start taking him down. Then I'll need to work on that. You know what I mean? So yeah, I have quite a lot of control over things. Um, like I said, I like to. I'm not, you know, I'm not like I, said, I like to have a, a rough schedule of what's happening, but I'm not really too fussed because, like I said earlier. Uh, I just listen to my body, so I'm not gonna kind of like be. If I'm absolutely battered, you know, I'll know I'll know the line of like when my body's knackered and when I'm being lazy. So if I wake up and I'm like I don't feel like it, but I've got to get on. I, I, I'm meant to be doing a run, but I'm like my body's capable of doing that. Then I'll do it. But if I wake up and I can barely move because maybe I've had a heavy rounds the night before or or that week, then I'll be like, come on, Ross, this is a you know we need to. You know, it's been gonna, this run is going to be detrimental because we're already battered. The body, the body's obviously telling you that it needs to recover and rest. So, um, yeah, I work from there really, and just um, you know, I'll have, I'll have my say, and then I'll, I'll listen to the people who've been with me from the start, and then we we just kind of come to a like an agreement which work, which works we we think will work best. You know what I mean? Now that's always quite interesting having that kind of flexibility to try and tweak certain elements and I don't know do you base it off of like let's say a camp for you like a normal training week is it a lot of specific stuff is it all MMA specific is it a lot of conditioning like what's your usual split in a week how many strength conditioning sessions versus how many like sparring sessions do you have in a week normally um yeah I'm I've got two conditioning sessions a week um I haven't really got a clue of, of how they're structured but like like I said a few times my my S&C coach Ian Finley is an absolute wizard with that stuff so he kind of just tells me you know we, we we sort out a date of when I'm going to like what days I'm going to train on the week and then I'll just turn up and do whatever whatever I'm told to pretty much um, but yeah so what do you mean like uh, why, why I would do an extra one of these sessions or an extra one of them sessions like an extra wrestling or striking session it's more in a sense of if you're obviously going off a of feel because say you book in a big week of doing whatever else and by day three you're quite spent thinking okay the next day either having off or having a more i'll use the fighter word more technical session <laughs> in a sense of like okay i've got this that to do someone popped up can you hear me okay so i missed that bit of something my coach just phoned me so i missed that uh, that question sorry his ears are burning um yeah <laughs> so say like you have your sort of fight week sort of booked out you're doing okay like mad week, two three days in, you're pretty spent. So the next day you're gonna have only as a fight word of technical session, and you're thinking, okay, I'm gonna have a light one of doing this, that, and the other. Is it a case of you're gonna do independent training, or is it a case of you're gonna change your, I don't know, scheduled session? You see what I mean? Is it like a? It's kind of an awkward one to try and work out in a sense of if you've already got your preset of what you're already doing. And then you can alter it on the day, or is it a case if you go off and do something separately? Yeah, I, you know, I don't mind. I quite like sometimes doing stuff on my own if, if I need to, and especially if, if I'm wanting to have a, a lighter session because I know I'm in control of, you know, um, what's happening. You know what I mean? Rather than say I want, I want to go in for a loose grappling session, but someone else might be going rough. You know what I mean? It's, um, so I don't. I, yeah, I'll quite often do some stuff on my own. I'll tell my coach I'm going to do some stuff in the end because I'm, 
I quite like like just the fact that when obviously my coaches and my teammates help me out before the fight, but when I'm in there, it's just me me fighting. You know what I mean? So I um, I like to sometimes get used to doing things on my own. I think I'm quite like good at so I like self pushing like pushing myself when needed. But yeah, especially with loose light sessions, I like to get like in the flow and try and chase that kind of like cheese state that we said before, and just kind of like. Yeah, I mean, I'll be, like vision things uh, in the fight. Maybe just walk through it, just a shadow box with some scrolls and all that. Envision and the kind of like body type and whatnot I've got in front of me, and uh, working from there. Yeah, I quite like them sessions now and again when needed, just because uh, like I said, I'm I'm in control of the the intensity that goes to, so I can uh, you know I don't need like a round timer. I can just kind of just uh, just get in, get warm get a bit of a move around and then when I feel like that's enough then I'll um, I'll just call it a day I mean that's really interesting as well having that kind of like discipline to have an efficient session and not feel like the need to spend extra time unnecessarily because you'll get a lot of people saying they train for X amount of hours and it kind of makes you wonder how much they got done versus like you know going there for like 20 minutes and doing actual work and then you're okay I'm happy with what I've done call it a day kind of thing yeah, for sure. It's like because I I remember when I first went professional. Well, I first went kind of like full time my training. So I used to work offshore, and I was like, well, I'm gonna give this a bash. If I do well, I'll carry on. If uh, I do crap, then I'll get back onto the rigs. And um, I started doing well. But I remember when I first gave it a proper crack. I um I um what's the word I I was like buzzing. I was like, fucking hell, this is like my job now. You know what I mean? I um, so I was trying to train like three times a day. I was like, say if I trained in the morning, I'd be hanging around the gym all day, and then I'd do my second session and third session. But you, it, that that can take its toll on you. I guarantee you speak to fighters who do a lot of PT and coaching. Do you know what I mean? That they'll be knackered, and it's uh, it can be detrimental because it's like for me, it's kind of like the gym i'm in like the gym just now and it's kind of like i love the place but it, i associate it with with work you know what i mean so see these people who are in there for hours like you see like tony ferguson you see do like five hour sessions and all that it's um you know it's only 24 hours in a day so you get like your probably like eight or nine hours sleep um for a fighter you know what i mean uh, so that's like i don't know Mash, you know, you could bloody. Just, <laughs> I'm not even trying to work it out. But anyway, yeah, the rest of the hours are when you're working. Do you know what I mean? So I, I like to kind of like, don't wrong. If an hour is two sessions, uh, if an hour is, uh, if one session is kind of like two hours long, then I'll, I'll be in there for that two hours because it's needed. But in a particular session when I'm just kind of on my own, I'll do what's needed, and then I'll go because I don't want to hang around for the gym because it kind of like. It's tiring on the mind as well. You know what I mean? You think you've got a, like you, a good change of uh, environment, scenery is quite good sometimes. Just to keep things fresh. You get back home, chill out, and um, work smart, not hard. I guess that's as the saying goes. Um, you know what I mean? Because uh, you, you hang around the gym for all day, like all day, like I used to. Then, I, I, like back to the story, I find it's like it starts to tire you out. You know, after a few weeks of doing that, and you can end up. You, know, you can end up enjoying it less. You know what I mean? That's like saying, remember like the Diaz brothers um, ages ago, you got a, I can't remember saying exactly, they were like, you've got to love it that much that you hate it or something weird like that. They said, um, you know what I mean? I kind of like, I can, I can like, um, what's the word? Um, yeah, I can, I can tell what they, they mean by that. You know what I mean? Because you kind of like, um, Especially when you, you you're a fighter at a decent level, you got to um, you got to give it all you got, man. So you've got to take the uh, the breaks when they're there. You know what I mean? Kind of like you hold your whole life revolves around fighting and like the gym and training and all that. And I love it, but you've got to be smart with um, your recovery as well. So I'm kind of like, yeah, I feel like a lot of people can can put in too much time in the gym and then they're not thinking about like getting home like getting showered chilling out in the house and all that which i think is a uh, is it's part of fighting as well because your recovery is just important as you you training you know it's like when i did bodybuilders say like nutrition 90 percent of your is 90 percent of the training you know what i mean and then as is recovery and stuff like that you know what i mean so um not that that adds up that's like 180 percent but um, yeah you get you get my drift maybe i don't know 
Yeah, I get what you're saying, building that kind of base, and making sure you actually do it properly and take care of the sort of core elements of making sure you're, you know, you're eating the right thing, you're recovering properly, and you're making sure your work, the time spent working is actually efficient. It's not just, you know, making numbers up for, again, for other people, for that dick swinging energy kind of thing of, you know, the Instagram, oh yeah, I've done all this graft, I'm in the gym nonstop 24-7, thinking, okay, who's that for? <laughs> it's not for your fighting, because you're detrimental, you're just going to keep breaking down. And when it comes to your fight camps and your training time, how are you when it comes to switching off? Because again, say you like title fight, for example, you've got a title fight booked, I don't know, six weeks out, and you're thinking, okay, I've just finished my morning training, I've got afternoon training later on. How are you with that bit in between? Can you switch off and have a nap and do whatever else? Are you always a bit kind of, you know, wide watching fights back? How are you with that? Those bits in between? Um, I'm quite good with it, to be honest. I um, I don't like... <sighs> going back to my point before i love i love fighting i love what i'm doing as a job but i you know i don't really when i'm not training i'm not in the gym i don't watch any fights you know what i mean like i'll get i remember when i first got into it i um was watching all the ufc's and all that but i'll rarely watch any fights to be honest it's just because my whole like 99 percent of my life is associated with fighting do you know what i mean so i um i i'll do like the complete opposite i'll just chill out i'll play for playstation or watch netflix or chill out with the messes and just just do do other things but no, rarely um uh, yeah i switch off quite well to be honest rarely am i that uh, bothered about the fighting in between and i don't know i think that just goes back to my mindset of like i don't i don't really put too much pressure on myself anymore i um because i'm not doing it for anyone but myself i uh, i don't really care what a lot of people like think whether i win or lose or whatever it's just, it's just me getting in there you know what i mean so i think um I think I'm a lot more relaxed and chilled, you know what I mean? I um, I switch off quite easily and um, I switch on when the time's right and that, that that's that, to be honest. Like, I'll, at the end of, like, see, we've got, it's, it's mentally tiring for me because I'm I'm in this kind of, like, different character when I've got a fight coming up in terms of like, my, my body language and my, my positive language I use and just kind of the mindset of, like like I said, it's animalistic and dog-eat-dog. So I get there on the Thursday, I'm cutting weight away on Friday all the bullshit that goes on before the fight then a fight Saturday it's um obviously it's physically hard <laughs> but um it's it's kind of mentally draining as well you know what I mean so I um I switch I take I take the times that are given to me to switch off and relax and uh just for experience I know when it's time to switch on and what works for me you know what I mean so I um just <laughs> just just work with an hour I guess well, that's what you need. You need that kind of sort of self-awareness of okay, this is when I need to push. This is when I need to take a sort of step off and just try and chill for a bit and try and recharge. Now, Ross. Yeah. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much for coming on Fisticuffs. Where can people find you on the old socials? And anyone you want to shout out? Anything you want to give a nod to? Um, just a shout out as usual to my um my coaches, Cam Cheng, Ian Finley, Aidan McKenzie. And Mitchell Flat, all my, my sponsors and all that. Um, yeah, all good, man. You just get me, search for Rashis, and I'm sure it'll pop up on social media. And then um, I can get the crack. I always, um, yeah, I, I, I appreciate all the support that I get. So um, cheers to everyone who's who's rooting for me. And um, I look forward to putting on another show in my next fight. Today's episode was brought to you by Mauler MMA. Use code FCMMA20 at checkout for 20% off on all products on MaulerMMA.com.